Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, and the co-host for today. Hi, guys, it's Courtney. Always nice to be back. Love hearing from the fans and love being part of the fans. So, hey. <laughs> there you go. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you see another person here, and that is? That would be our Packy guest. Naughton. There you go. Packy <laughs> Naughton. There you go. <laughs> Good morning, Packy Naughton. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Glad to be on here with y'all. We're doing good. Thank you so much. Uh, first off, there's an elephant in the room. How did you get the name Packy? Is there a meaning behind that? I think the fans want to know that. That's a unique <laughs> name. It's a unique name. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's a little different. So uh, when I was born, actually, my older brother, Jake, uh, he couldn't say Patrick, which is my real name, Patrick. Uh, so he just kind of said Packy and it just kind of stuck, you know, he kept saying it, kept saying it. And eventually, you know, that's how Packy Naughton came about. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so your brother really named you, not your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We joke about that all the time. Funny. <laughs> so, so, uh, I, I had a question too. Growing up, uh, you were in uh, Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah. Grew up born and raised in Boston. Okay, so how was that like growing up over there in Massachusetts? Oh, I loved it. Um, you know, winters are pretty harsh, um, but I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, like I, I attribute to the cold weather to becoming the player I am and, you know, how I've ascended and stayed mentally tough. You know, I grew up playing in 30, 40 degree weather, snow and rain, sleet, everything. So, you know, that kind of helped me prepare for different adversities that have come my way in regards to weather or whatever. Okay. And, uh, and then growing up in Boston, you kind of, I kind of hear accent a little bit. Were you a Sox fan at all? Did you enjoy the chowder at the games? <laughs> no, I never got clam chowder at the games. You know? okay. was, it was always a joke. Like who gets clam chowder in a baseball game? You know? <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I actually grew up like, 10, 15 minutes from Fenway. Uh, my high school was right across the street from Fenway. I, when I would have to park to walk over to my high school, I'd park literally right across the street from Fenway. So I grew up always being in that area and going to the Red Sox games with my family, friends, everything. Wow, okay. We have a question, Courtney? So basically, baseball was going to be in your blood, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. Baseball, Boston sports in general, too. <laughs> okay. No, I like it. So we're, growing up, did you have any coaches that kind of, or maybe one coach in particular that kind of stuck out, that kind of, you know, helped you with your journey or, you know, just kind of pushed you more than others? Um, in terms of, like, pushing – me and, and stuff like that I wouldn't say anyone really stuck out but in terms of like how I became the pitcher I am Ace Adams uh he was my pitching coach growing up from the time I was 13 to I still talk to him to this day about pitching and when I go home I'll see him and you know just he's awesome he's helped groom me into the, the pitcher I am the player I am and just my whole kind of persona on the mound is is all groomed by him well, that's amazing. Okay. I mean, uh, 
growing up too, uh, like as far as like, uh, you know, through high school or maybe junior high, when did you start to grasp the idea that this could be a reality to make, maybe make the majors one day or, or this be your profession? Uh, you know, it's, it's always been like just a, a fun hobby of mine, you know, like I've really just kind of enjoyed, um, the business aspect of it and like how, like, not just during the season, you know? So like from a young age, like I really just enjoyed the game of baseball. So, I mean, in terms of making it to the majors, I guess that kind of didn't become a reality till like, you know, was starting to get looks from D1 schools and ACC schools and getting offers to go to college. And then it was kind of like, Oh, maybe I can do something with this, you know? So, you know, I've always loved baseball and I've always loved the business aspect and, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. Um, but as a player, you know, it kind of just, started flowing i'd say high school well high school eighth, okay yeah uh probably like eighth grade ninth grade sometime in there was your velocity always good around high school or, or was it or is it uh, just steadily progressing as you were getting older um it's steadily progressed but i also had tommy john surgery my junior year in high school mm. and so that kind of threw a wrench into things just far as my development went so I, I i mean i have no idea how hard i was throwing from the time i was 17 to 19 basically because you know i never really stepped on a mound after that until college and really got on a gun but after i came back after tommy john my freshman year in college i was up to 93 or something like that so i guess it oh, okay. kind of was a slow progression um but in high school, I mean, I, I, I threw harder, especially for a lefty in Massachusetts. I mean, it's not the California, Texas, or Florida baseball you're getting, but it's still pretty good competition. You get a couple players, but um, I was probably mid-upper 80s when I was a sophomore. So I think I was up to 89 as a sophomore, maybe. I don't know. I, I think I think that sounds right. <laughs> So just to follow up with that, so you said you had Tommy John. So I actually had an ACL surgery my the beginning of my freshman year in college. So I oh, know okay. uh, it could be a little bit detrimental or maybe kind of sidetrack you. So to get through Tommy John, especially at a young age, um, who like who was your support system to kind of help you get through that? Like, did you ever kind of think like, dang, like, did you ever even maybe think about hanging up your cleats during that time? Yeah, never really thought about hanging up my cleats per se. Um, you know, it was definitely hard to come back, but I was also 17 years old. I was a kid. I was yeah. still in high school. I was having fun. Like, so my life wasn't totally uprooted. You know, baseball was a huge part of my life. Yes. But baseball turned into my life in college. So, yeah. like, you know, I still had, I mean, support system, my family, 110%. I was going into downtown Boston every third four times a week for rehab to go to PT down at mass general. And then I would take the train home with my mom some days cause she worked in downtown Boston. So I would literally get on the train with her and take with her and just having that comfort knowing she's right around the corner while I'm, you know, after I go to eight hours of high school and then I got to go to downtown Boston and, you know, do rehab, you know, it's comfort. He would wait most days. So, you know, it was just it was the two of them and my brothers were absolutely awesome. You know, they they keep me grounded and they're just best brothers I could ask for. That's good. 
Yeah, it's nice to have that support. I mean, uh, I, I can't imagine because we've we've heard some stories, and obviously Courtney being in college, she's heard stories about the ACL t- uh, tears or or uh, you know Tommy John stuff. I mean, it's no fun, and the rehab is is very strong. Uh, you know, it takes a while, and then it, it takes you know mental uh, to to get through that kind of stuff. So so that's good. That's good that you're able to endure that and have the right support system. So um, and so you went to Vodtech. How was that experience at Vodtech? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love college. Yeah. yeah. It was some of the best years of my life. You know, I met my some of my best friends that I'll talk to until the day that I die, you know. Wow. Um, so it was an absolutely amazing experience for me. Fraternity? No, no, no. No, okay. no fraternity. <laughs> Just no, no, no. Okay. Not into that scene. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say. I was gonna say you probably have like a tattoo somewhere of a fraternity or nothing. <laughs> no, 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 none of that. So we did a little bit of your growing up, your college. Um, so you were drafted originally drafted by the Reds in 2017, correct? Mm-hmm. So and then you did get yep. traded. Um, you know, you originally then you got traded to us during our COVID season last year. Um, what were your thought process about being traded? Um, I know sometimes us as fans, maybe we have me- misconceptions about a trade, like, oh, maybe that player sucks or, you know, or maybe he just doesn't want to be used. Uh, but what were your thoughts about the trade? Uh, did you view it as maybe a positive or a negative? Yeah, definitely a positive. I mean, if you're being traded, that means you're wanted somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, and being wanted is a great thing, especially in this game. Um, and so, you know, I love my time with the Reds. I have no complaints about my time over there, but coming over here and just there's opportunity and, you know, it's, it's just been a great vibe and I can't, I don't have enough good things to say about the Angels organization right now as in terms of making me feel welcomed and, you know, giving me opportunity and, you know, showing that they believe in me. So it's, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, when we first found out, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I don't know how much you knew about the Angels prior, but pitching since 2014 has not been something the Angels have done really good in the farm system. So when the trade for you came down and they said, oh, we're getting Packy Naughton, you know, the the AAA uh, Reds player of the year 2019, we're like, hell yeah, bring him on, you know, like, let's see what he could do, man, because like we were excited right away. And so, like, the news of the, the farm system getting stronger, you know, obviously you now you got teammates with Chris Rodriguez and Detmers. Um, I mean, it's looking very promising. And I think that's what's got a lot of Angel fans like Courtney and myself excited to see your progression and the other guys' progression because maybe you guys, you know, can come up almost at the same time, you know, and, and give a, a new blood to this franchise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whatever we can do to help uh... – C-Rod and Reed, they're two of my really close friends on the, in the Angels organization, actually. I mean, like, the two of my, like, great friends. And Mar, she's another good friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, the hope that all of us get up there together, it'd be a dream come true, you know. It'd be a great little group of guys. And, you know, we got a great group of veterans up there that could help us or whoever gets up there along, whether it's me or Reed or Chris has already been up there. But, I mean... It, it'd be absolutely awesome to see all of us up there together. And you add in Austin Warren, Andrew Lance that are already up there. Andrew yep. Lance has been up there. So, you know, the, all of us were really, really close knit group. So it could be fun. 
That's that's good to hear. But w- one quick question. I know Courtney's got a question in here, but I got to ask you, though. What what did you think when <laughs> when they told you, okay, you're going to double A and you're going to be a trash panda? What, what did you think about the name about the trash pandas? Oh, coolest, coolest name in baseball. There you that go. That name is awesome. I was like, I'm actually happy to go back to double A to be a trash panda. That's pretty cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's cool, cool. Because we, we've uh, a lot of people say trash pandas, but then they see the logo and they're like, "Oh, that's pretty dope. I like that." <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I know currently um, we've seen a lot of athletes, um, some of our own athletes included, um, Mike Trout being one of them, really advocating heavily for mental health, um, you know, emotional support for athletes and baseball players. Um, And I know, I think, I believe his name's Drew Robinson. He actually just retired from baseball, but now he's going to be a mental health advocate for the Giants, uh, which is really good. So how big do you think is mental health and physical health, um, not just in the major leagues, like not when you make it, but even in the minor leagues as well? Um, You know, can you speak about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, taking care of your mental health is important for anyone. You know, like from anywhere from a postal worker to a, a surgeon to an athlete, it doesn't matter. Like everybody needs to take care of their mental health. Everybody, I don't care who you are, should be your number one priority. Um, and, you know, as baseball players, it, yeah, being a minor league player kind of stinks sometimes, you know, going on 12 hour bus rides or sleeping four to a room, you know, in little twin air mattresses. It kind of stinks. But, you know, at the same time, as long as you keep your, mental health strong and you know you're continuing to put in the work and the effort your mental health will be okay as long as you put in the work and you know that you're doing what you have to do you know so I mean it's definitely definitely very it's the number one thing that you need to do because without mental health without if you don't have your mind right you will not succeed at this game especially at this game where you could throw the best pitch of your life and it still might get hit over the fence. The other dude just might put a better swing on it. You just never know. Like you have, once that ball leaves your hand, you have no control of the outcome. And that's what is hard about baseball sometimes. You forget that it's not always what you do. It's kind of what other people do too, you know, and it's hard to grasp that as an athlete. Yeah, and then some of your best uh, hitters can only be successful 30% of the time. I think a lot of people don't get that either, mm-hmm. at least the, the casual fans. They'll be like, how come he didn't hit a home run? It's like, he can't do that every time. You know, how come he didn't strike him out? He can't do that every time. He's playing the best of the best. Um, and you brought mm-hmm. up mental, too, like a uh, four-door four room. I mean, you don't want to be the one guy that snores really loud, right? Because that could affect the mental issues mm-hmm. for the rest of the people in the room. Yeah. Definitely. You don't want to. You don't want to be that guy. You got that right. <laughs> you can't be that guy. What's your What's your diet when you're on the road? You know, like like, do they give you a set regimen, or or how are you How are you able to keep yourself, you know, on the? Because I, I know they kind of give you like a calorie uh, type where they want you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just as long as you feel good, they're going to be happy with it. Obviously. Uh, the, as long as you're not putting absolute crap into your body. I mean, they want you to, they want you to eat well, obviously. And, but sometimes, you know, when you get out of the game at 10 30 at night and 
you know, maybe you don't like something that they provide, which sometimes is the case. You know, you just, people have different tastes. And what is their, what are the options when it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night? And what is there to eat? So you, you got to kind of make sure that you're eating healthy when you can. So that way the cheap nails, so to speak, mm-hmm. aren't really going to kill you. Got you. Got you. So what does a typical day look like for you? So I know in college, you know, I know we have the 5.30, 6 a.m. workouts, or at least I know I did, you know, and then if you have any type of therapy along with that, you got to do that. Um, classes work, you know. So what does a typical day look like for you, Packy Naughton? Yeah, so um, usually wake up kind of whenever, uh, get some breakfast, coffee maybe, and then you head to the field. Um one o'clock ish, usually give or take 30 minutes, depending on when stretches, if you have some extra stuff. Um, and then when you get to the field, you stretch out, you get your pre work in. So if you have any prehab you like to do, arm care stuff that you want to do to warm up, or if you want to get stretched out by one of the trainers, um, there's a bunch of stuff, resources for that. Then we go into stretch, BP, all that stuff, and then game time. And then after the game, it's kind of like it's weird working from seven o'clock to 10 o'clock because you're up like you, you're not it's not a normal work where you can get tired and then go home relax for a couple hours and it's bedtime <laughs> or relax go home bedtime and then it brings you to 2 a.m and you're like oh it's 2 a.m what happened <laughs> so it's kind of after the games it's like i just try to unwind relax hang out with the guys and kind of fall asleep when fall asleep at that point well you gotta force yourself to go to sleep okay um, so, so when you're on the mound, <laughs> when you're on the mound, is it something like, you know, uh, because a lot of people have been talking, well, we've talked to some pitchers and they're saying that it's like super mental out there. You're trying to get the vibe of obviously, you know, the, the pregame of, of what that guy's going to do, his tendencies, the hitter or whatever, but you know, you got to kind of read the umpire that night. You got to read the, the player might be giving you mixed signals in the box. I mean, how much of it is mental and, and can be, or, or is frustrating, is it frustrating to you or is it something that you can deal with and just get in a mindset basically? Sorry, that was a long winded question. <laughs> no, you're okay. Yeah. So it kind of, it's just a mindset, honestly, like as long as you don't bugs try to fly in my mouth. Um, no, but as long as you kind of go out there and, and know your best pitcher out there for that job, you're going to be okay, you know? So you kind of just got to have that confidence and that, not ego, but that just extra confidence to know that you're going to be that guy to get these outs, you know? Okay, okay. Got it. Yeah, because I know I I was only an outfielder. Thank God I was never a pitcher. I don't think I can mentally take that. But even as an outfielder, I feel like I'd be standing out there like, dang, like, what is this girl doing? Why she throw that? So (laughs) I was in a whole other space than my pitcher. (laughs) I felt so bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I get that. I totally get that. It gets long sometimes, you know. Sometimes we don't have our best stuff, and you got to kind of grind through some stuff. And I just hope the hope the fielders are sticking with you at that point. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? 
I, I wish I had some better news for you when you do get to the majors about the umpires being good, but it seems like this year they've been absolutely garbage. So I'm praying for you, man, when you come up there that because sometimes they'll give you the corners. We were watching a game the other night, and there was literally two to three balls off of the strike zone, and the guy's like, strike? You know, and then so it's and then sometimes they will have the smallest strike zone. So I've actually seen better umpiring in the in the minors where you're at right now. So you you really got to be mentally tough when you come up here with these umpires. I'm just giving you a little heads up if you don't already know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all right. I'll be ready. I'll be ready for it. All right, that's cool. Um, what what will be your walk up song? Like, you know, obviously you're not ever, you know, you're a batter or anything like that. But when they announce, they kind of do the the uh, song for the uh, pitcher, too, when they're announcing them at the game, uh, when they first are doing their pregame warm-ups. What's, what's Packy Naughton's favorite song or, or a song that you would play to sort of give the vibe out there? Uh, Chip by the Real McKenzies. Chip by the Real McKenzies. Okay. It's a song yeah, it's the song that me and my buddy found one night in college. We were just hanging out, and he played this song. We were like, oh, this is kind of a banger. And it's just kind of – that's been my walkout since sophomore year in college. Oh, wow, okay. So it's it's got to be played then. It's just got to be played. <laughs> that's a <Yeah>. story. <laughs> got to be. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh... So we talked about a little bit with your connections with some of the players now, uh, Reed, you know, C-Rod. Um, what about a connection with the catcher? Because I know um, it's important for a pitcher and a catcher to be on the same page, you know, whether, you know, no matter who's calling the game, if it's your catcher, if it's your coach. Um, so have you had any catchers really that have really kind of helped you um, kind of elevate your game or at least built a stronger connection? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm we're kind of spoiled here in Salt Lake with our catchers. I mean, between Ben Boom, Dice, and Butera, the mm-hmm. three of them are. I mean, Butera's got almost ten years of service time in the big leagues. It's literally made it a, out of just being an amazing catcher. Uh, Matty Dice was a first rounder as a catcher out of UVA that won a national championship. Uh, ben Boom, he is been in the big leagues as a catcher. Like the experience is just all there and. I'm just so fortunate that I get to throw to these dudes. Like I'm, I couldn't have asked for a better catching staff than these guys. So they have definitely helped me just kind of with experience and just little nuances of the game that I've picked up. It's just been really cool for me. Well, that's good. That helps you with your progression. And definitely, you know, when you come up here too, I mean, uh, we have Benji, uh, not Benji, Jose Molina as uh, the, the catcher's coach is up here, and, and uh, he's doing a great job working with the, uh, with the staff as well, the, the, not only just the catchers up here, but the pitchers as well. So you'll have that to enjoy too because mm-hmm. any, any kind of Molina brother is great as well. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so are there any words like of encouragement, any words of motivation, maybe if somebody, if maybe a young kid sees this later on, um, what would you tell um, a small child or, you know, even a high schooler who has dreams of making it to the majors, making it to the big leagues? Yeah, just, just keep going. You know, there's going to be so many obstacles, so many people that tell you, oh, don't do it, or oh, why do you want to do that? Or why do you want to skip this to go to a baseball game? Or, you know, oh, come to this birthday party. 
no, nah, I want to go play baseball. Go play baseball. Go work, go work your, your butt off. You know, go do the extra thing that no one else is doing. Because when no one's watching, that's the best time for you to improve. The best time. And that's, I mean, sometimes the only thing you can improve is when no one's watching. I mean, just keep going. That's the only thing I got to say. You know, I was never the best on any team that I played on. I was never the highest prospect. You know, I just kept grinding and kept and things so far worked out for me. So all I can say is keep going and keep keeping your head down, going tough. That's that's good advice. Um, re- recently, Perry Messiaen, uh, obviously the um, general manager, came out and said that the Angels are looking for character players. Character, uh, you know, character means a lot. You know, where we haven't heard that in a while in the organization. And obviously, by talking to you, like you have this work ethic. You're you're a pretty well grounded um, young man, and you have you know, this drive to get where you're going. Like you said, right now, you weren't the highest pick, you know, there's no silver spoon. You're having to grind. And that's, I think the players that this organization and the fans are going to much appreciate because when they get to know you and get to understand your story and see other players like you, I think they're going to appreciate you more because the angels do. If you noticed, um, you know, they do have a very loyal fan base and the players that have come through here, um, are are your type of grinders like your Darren Erstads, Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson in the past, uh, you know, John Lackey, Weaver, you know, those guys weren't always the best, but they came through here and they had your mindset. So I'm just saying as a fan, I appreciate hearing that because I think those are the players like yourself that will eventually make it and will eventually stick. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I, I know how loyal the Angels fan base is. You guys are absolutely awesome. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without you guys, you know? Even in Salt Lake, I'm not even in L.A., and, you know, you guys are – you have unwavering support from you guys. And, you know, that's literally what keeps us going, like I said. So, um, but, you know, just to be that grinder, you know, I'd rather – I wouldn't have any other way. You know, like that's who I am. It's who I'll always be. I don't think I'll ever change that. Oh, that's awesome. You got anything else, Courtney? Um. So what do you think that you uh, you can bring to our current Angels pitching staff? Say if we, we literally brought you up right now, what do you think you could bring to the table for us? <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's some good arms up there. I mean, I hope that I can just listen and pick up some things from the older guys and, you know, hopefully just bring some durability. I don't know, eat some things, something like that. You know, I, I like to go out there and I like to pitch a lot. I like to get deep into games and give our keep our team in the game. You know, that's that's the name of the game for me. If I can keep the team in the game, obviously not letting them score too many runs, but keep the game, keep us in the fight, and, you know, that's all I can ask for. All right. And then uh, I have one final question. Uh, how excited are you, though, when that day is going to come? I mean, to be up there with Trout, Notani, and the rest of the guys, I mean, it, that's – they have a pretty star-studded lineup when healthy, and and uh, you know that's you might not have to you might not have to pitch like Nolan Ryan status when that lineup's happy or, or happy when that lineup is, is is actually healthy. I mean, how excited are you to, to to be playing with now? It looks like two generational players in Otani and Trout. Yeah, I mean, I it's literally that's the only way I can describe it. It it, it will be. The- probably one of the greatest days of my life, you know, it, and if I get there, if I get that opportunity, then 
I'll be so blessed and just so grateful to everyone who's ever helped me along the way. Cause I mean, I didn't do this alone. And I, I mean, I haven't done anything yet, but like, it's, it's not over, but it's, I'm just going to be super, super happy, grateful. I mean, every emotion you could ever experience is probably what's going to happen, you know? And it's going to be so cool to sit alongside Trout, Otani, Rendon, Fletch, Upton, uh, all these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was lucky enough to meet up to last week when he came and rehabbed with us for a couple of days. And what a, just what a nice guy that he is, you know? He's such a genuine human being. And not, not saying I was expecting anything else, but I mean, it was just really cool to see, you know, the talent that we have and the experience that knowledge that can just be passed down is really something forward to. That's awesome. No, that's really great. Thank you so much, Packy. And uh, again, we are so excited to have you. I know, again, when we when we heard about the trade, um, I know us as Angels fans, uh, myself included, we knew we needed a pitcher. <laughs> So it was very exciting to have you, you know, come into our farm system, you know, and strengthen and develop. So it's been really great. And I know we will be just as excited when you do get called up. Thank you guys. I've had an absolute blast. And like I said, it wouldn't be possible without you guys. You guys are why we keep going and why we keep doing what we do. So thank you. guys. Thank you so much and continue success. And we, and like uh, my co-host said, we're, we're very much looking forward to the time Hopefully soon we get to see you up here wearing that red, the Angels red. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. I hope, I'm looking forward to it hopefully soon. All right, Packy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Packy. No problem. Thank, thank you, guys.